1: marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com anatomy of an ad subconsciously trigger emotions through music perfect define an opportunity imagine talking to millions of people across the u.s like i am now identify a problem creating an audio ad is time consuming offer a solution utilize cutting-edge ai imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.
2: And we're back on Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Peverell, and I'm joined by my co-host as always, Mark Davison. We're joining you as part of our first live YouTube. Mark, how good is it? This live chat is absolutely cracking.
0: Oh, it's awesome. I've got to re- uh, refrain myself from, from bringing some up because some are really funny. Uh, there was one about cricket in there, and 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 you know while we're talking that, but it was just all all part of the show. But no, it's it's great. Like I love this. This is so cool.
2: That's it. That's it. So look, we're going to preview this week's game as we always do. As we said in part one of the show, there's a number of players now out, so we'll just recap them. In Ben Roethlisberger, which we all know, Joe Hayden's now been put on the COVID list, so he's looking like he's going to miss a game or two, at least. One game, probably two. Boswell's out for this week. Terrell Edmonds is out for this week. Maurice Pouncey's out for this week. TJ Watt's out for this week. Haywood is out for this week. I believe in the live chat. Um, Dave Schofield's put up their breaking news that uh, Cassius Marsh and Ebron are close contacts of the of Joe Hayden, so they are probably going to have to. They I think they're going to have to test negative now for several tests before they can actually play. And obviously, we're only about a day and a bit away from the game, so there are a number of players out. Equally, there's some players out on the Brown side as well. Um, but Mark. Before we crack into all of that, like you hear those steel uh, in terms of the Browns, you hear all those Steelers names, you know, how are you feeling going into this game?
0: I'm still feeling pretty good because I think there's so much pressure on the Browns. But you start to think who on the Steelers is left. But this is the <laughs> point where it does feel like a preseason game. But I think the, the turning point was last week, coming, coming out and doing those three TDs and winning versus Colts. And now the Colts have a, a slight chance to get in and week 17 anything can happen but there's so much pressure on the jet uh the browns to to win this game because if they don't win they have to there's two other teams have to win and titans into to lose so it wouldn't like i'd be so happy like i don't i have never seen the browns in the playoffs i think i've been watching for uh since 2003 when i was when i was like 12 year old so um i don't want to see them win so if the steelers can Come out and play and, and use some of their backups. And I'm not even sure who's going to fill in for Terrell Edmonds. Um, and there's some key p- uh, pieces missing. And will Rudolph have a good game? And where's the running game going to be? But if the Browns can make mistakes and make this a game and have some pressure, it's going to be funny. It's going to be so good. <laughs> like if they can, if they miss it again, and it's been 19 years, like I don't, well, I don't care what you say as a, as a Browns fan.
2: Well, I saw a post, you know, from one of the ESPN. I think it was on ESPN um, about on their social media about one of the pundits saying that if Faker Mayfield messes this one up, he's out. You know, if he doesn't get this, he's out. And equally, they're talking about it on Good Morning Football a couple of days ago when they were sort of saying Baker has a national, literally national ad that First Energy Stadium is his home, his home ground. His fiancee, wife, you know, she's in there as well. He's playing video games on the on the broadcast screen and what have you, um, you you got to go out and show up, you know, especially coming off that Jets game. If you're Baker Mayfield, this is probably the biggest game in your career right now. And equally, as they were sort of saying, he might have been in big games, you know, before, but nothing's bigger than getting this Browns team into the playoffs after 18 seasons.
0: Oh, 100%. It was funny. I reckon they made those commercials because Big Ben owned that stadium uh, for the longest time. He had about 11 wins. Now, Baker, I think, has... 14 or he's about three in front. So they finally let Baker have the most home wins in that stadium. A big Ben owned that. Like he had, you know, we'd beaten, I think we have beaten uh, the Browns. Like they've only, only lost to him four times in 20 years. So it's, yeah, it's still a culture thing. I, I think like, yeah, they, they might have the better team this week and they want more to play for, but I could see Baker getting a fumble. I could see him getting a pick. I could see him throwing, uh, a really terrible pass to a receiver that that's wide open and they miss. It's just what Browns do, and they haven't proved that to us. And that's what I've been watching for the last, you know, eighteen years and learning the game, thinking what the Browns never make it. And they haven't won a division title since then. So, what what an awesome game to to end on this whole season to to see them lose.
2: And I don't want to oversimplify it because there's so many variables going into to Sunday's game. You know, you do have Mason Rudolph at quarterback. You do have all these players that we've now listed a couple of times now out. You know, it, it's it's a very hard one to predict. But I go back to what we saw last week. Yes, the Steelers came back. And yes, the defense showed up in the second half even more. Yes, the offense came out and really, and, you know, won that game for them. In the end, There was the defense made stops. But it goes back to a stat that I said on the Scobro show last week. The defense secured two turnovers. The offense committed no turnovers. If we're gonna win this week, it's gonna come down to the same thing. And when we look at Baker Mayfield, he's only had he's had 25 touchdowns on the year for eight interceptions. Two of them have come against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now we don't have we don't have Joe Hayden, which would have been great to see, you know, even though we probably wanted him to rest, it would have been great to see a couple of reps. Obviously the Browns, his former team, he's done really well since he's come over to the Steelers. But I really, really think that the opportunity for the Steelers this week is to get those interceptions against Baker and put him under pressure, even without TJ Watt, because at the end of the day, they lost last week to the Jets. Baker, as I just talked about, has got that pressure of taking the Browns to playoffs for the, you know, in, you know, after 18 years, he, he's going to be feeling the heat. So this is the opportunity. And he threw that first into that interception against the Steelers early in week six, you know, with Minka running it in. So, I mean, surely he's gonna be dripping. He's gonna be, you know, sweating as when he starts that starts that game.
1: Well,
0: that's why we got the title of the show We're gonna shut the door because you know, a few weeks ago, uh Miles Garrett came out and said, you know, they left the door open that's for it. us in the division title. Um, you gotta make sure you how it's played out, you've got to make sure you you make the playoffs. And this is this would be so sweet and awesome if they just didn't make it and they had all that talk. And I think they are they're a good team. Like I think the biggest point if we're going to talk about the Browns how they can win it has to be Nick Chubb in that running game because that yep. Nick Chubb is a is a fantastic running back. I wish we had him. I, I wish he was a Steeler. Um he he runs the right uh gaps. He he got so much speed. He he's elusive. He can push the ball forward. He's just he's just really good. So he helps out Baker in the passing game. Um but where they where, where they can lose the game is Baker. Like that he's just He's a, he's a gunslinger like Brett Favre was. Like, if you know, there's a guy in the backfield covered by f- four people, and then he's he's gonna get picked off. Uh, I would love nothing more because it's in they, they have uh, I think we saw in the news this week, they got Miles Garrett being the captain, like yeah. for fear and intimidation. Oh, well, what you know, what do you do? Put, put a big C in each chest, it's still a big L to me, though. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, and we're gonna get this game at 1 pm, so it's not gonna be highlighted on the on the TV as much. Um and we we like playing as underdogs. Uh we we in this team's playing playing tough and hard. It's not like the one in 1,000 jags. It's it's a it's a game we can win. If and this is with our running game and uh Rudolph can can play like nothing better, mate. Nothing better.
2: That's it. That's it. But Going to that, Miles Garrett, your captain, hey, like, you know, I, I think it's just there's so many storylines this week. And as you said, like, it goes back to the title of our show. He thought the door was open. The Steelers are going to slam it shut. I mean, what a comment to make when you were two wins off the Steelers. Now, you know, a loss or other results go a different way. You know, you, you may well be out. So, um, you know, absolutely massive. But as you say, it comes down to Chubb. I mean, right now, the Browns are, I think, are about sixth in the league, you know, in terms of offensive rushing touchdowns. And, I you know, that allows them to milk the clock. And that's where they can dial up the pressure on the Steelers this week because we saw it last season with Mason when other teams are, you know, going to run that ball and give him less time to move. Equally, as we talked about, Baker's going to be under pressure from the Steelers' secondary. Mason's going to be under pressure with less time on the clock. You know, he's going to have to go to the passing game. You know, even if the Steelers had a run game, he's going to have to move away from that. So it's this really interesting mix where both teams are sort of having to deal with this situation of like, how is the other team going to go against these different strengths? And unfortunately for the Steelers this week, I think the running game is what's going to really make Mason have to potentially force him into some mistakes.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be... it's tough for Mason, but like they're all professionals at the end of the day. Like, I, exactly. I he a lot of analysts and like, oh, they can't play, they can't do this. But Mason's had the whole season to to practice and and get better learn his craft, and he knows what the opportunity is about. Um The other players on the on the defensive side, the eleven players, they know what how to stop him. Um, I, I'm I'm just so perplexed. I'm just so happy that like we have the division because like two years ago and like we had. uh it was we had to watch the I can't remember. We had to watch the Browns beat the Ravens and Baker threw that interception. And you're like, holy moly, like we had a chance to go to the uh the playoffs. And look, now we're in it, and we can have a chance to end to end their dreams. But it does, it does start with if Chubb starts to run over us, then this game could get out of hand. Like yeah. big time, big time. If he's if he's racking up the yards, touchdown after touchdown, what it doesn't matter what Baker does then. Um, the fans are going to get behind – the Cleveland fans are going to get get behind their team. However, on the flip side, on our side, the Steelers' side, if uh, we come out and have – at least have a game. have a, Just play where we – you know, it's 7-7, 10-10, something like well, that. Get them nervous. I want to see the fans get nervous.
2: But that's it. But that's it. That's what well, Steelers fans – If you know, regardless of whether the Steelers win or lose this week, regardless, regardless whether you're a Mason fan or you, you think he's the worst person to ever – put the Steelers black and gold on At the end of the day, we're not in the Browns fans position. Like we have been in previous seasons. We get to sit tight, watch a game, watch a bunch of second, and, you know, third stringers. You mixed mm-hmm. in with a couple of first stuff with some starters, try it out, see what they've got. We had no preseason, you know, we're resting a bunch of guys, you know, the pressures off us as fans, we should just be going any upside. here is good. You know, we, our best players are being the majority of our best players are being held out from getting injured Let's just watch some football because the thing is, is it's week 17 and it's playoffs. The Steelers, you know, lose one game, you're out, and then it's a very long off season. So, you yeah. know, it's it's time to really, you know, just enjoy, enjoy this week's game.
0: That That's a very, very good point. We just have to like relax and there's nothing, win or lose, it doesn't overly matter. It's the, the week after, but a good win would, would feel the confidence of this Steeler team and that's up for them to decide. It's for the Steelers to 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 get their head together, and it, yeah, if they if they do lose, I can still see them winning the playoff game whoever they verse the the week after. Uh, it's all to do with team team confidence, and I think you know the leaders in that. We talked about it a few weeks ago. They need a leader like Cam's got to step up. vinny has got to talk to him. Like this is the this is the run that the 2008 Steelers did. Like we just you need some fire. And I know I know the fans in the chat. We want something. We want like like Vance McDonald's stiff arm. <laughs> and then
2: hit going. Yeah, palm, as we'd say, you know, in our oh, school. Palm, palm them off. Hit the palm to the head. But, <laughs> you know, even for like, I'll pick up on some of the hate out there with Mason Rudolph. I'm not like a homer on Mason Rudolph. I, I you know, I don't, I'm neither here nor now. I don't think he's the heir apparent to Big Ben, but he could be a serviceable backup with a bit more experience. But at the end of the day, if, if you have no time for Mason Rudolph, Tomorrow's game will probably be could be the last time you see him if it's if it's that bad if it's as bad if it goes as bad as you think it will you know or it could be one of the definitely the last times he's ever considered as the heir apparent so even then there's a reason to watch like there's so many storylines going into this game and you know as we as we've said you know the biggest storyline is just slamming the brown that door on the brown and shut
0: Maddie, but oh sorry this is the this is the one that Mason has free roam. Out of all the games, he has free roam So If he gets, um, you know, a chance, he can play as hard as he wants, or he can play, he can, he can do whatever he wants, because it's. I don't think it's. It's not going to matter too much if he does. If he does fail, um, a lot of preseason stuff will go into next year and, and contracts and that kind of stuff. So, but if he turns up and throws, how shocked would it be if we? What What would you think if he, if he threw three touchdowns and three hundred yards plus?
2: He's not I'm gonna, gonna th- throw. He's not gonna throw three <laughs> yards. <laughs> That's.
0: Uh,
2: I'm gonna rule that one out. But, but three TDs is not. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna saying this. But- it would be feasible if you if you think about the defense. If the defense was to get two or three turnovers and got really short fields, you could see Mason doing it. You know, you could see a score line of like you know, a stat line of 180 yards to 220 yards and three touchdowns. If he was on song, you know, we know what Claypool can potentially do in the red zone. You know, I think he's going to throw a couple of interceptions. That's just that's going to be the way it is. But, you know, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm a betting man. I wouldn't say that three touchdowns is like, you know outside, you know, it's the realms of possibilities, but it's not, it's the likelihood is it's going to be one or two that the reality is that's what it's going to be. If any, you know, it's going to be a bit. The other thing about the Steelers this week is like, we can, if let's say there's the situation where we, and I know I don't want to Dave Scoville a lot better this with all the scheduling. Let's say this is the first game in two weeks, two weeks that we're going to be playing this, the, the Cleveland Browns. So, we've got a chance to really physically strain a number of their key starters this week from the guys that aren't on that COVID list. Like we've got an opportunity to really, you know, bruise people up a bit and, you know, really soften them up for the Steelers starters to light them on fire next week with, with their performances. So that's the other thing Steelers fans should be watching for is what can our defensive line do that pressures their offensive line? What's our offensive line going to do, you know, to holding up and, you know, their defensive line, what, what pressure are, whoever the wide receivers are on the field for them because it is changing with different people coming back. What are our defensive backs going to do to pressure them? Who convince and, and Avery Williamson lay bruises on? So this is the thing is that this might be the first of two matchups, but there's a lot that we can take out of this. And this, whatever happens this week, there's things that flow on from it, even if the top guys aren't starting.
0: Well, let's put it this way, Matty. Like you make a good point there. So say the, say the Browns win, right? And then we verse them the week after, which can happen. Yep. I I think that'd be, I think the Browns would even be more fired up. So I think the Steelers need to treat this like a playoff game and get rid of them. Do you know know what I'm saying? Like, why would you want to have them verse them twice in a row? They have all the momentum. Uh, They just made the playoffs their first time. They come into our house. They've already beat us at their house. That's going to be a tough spot. So let's still try to win the game this week. Get rid of them.
2: Well, that's it because you don't want to have to. You, this, I want to get rid of them because I don't want Ben to have to line up against Miles Garrett with Alejandro Villanueva at tackle. That, that's that's why for me. But when you talk about the momentum and how they're performing, I mean. They've had this facility closed. I think they've had like maybe one practice session going, maybe two going into this week's game because of the COVID, the COVID situation. As that starts to increase as well, um, you know, on their side and on our side, that creates a real challenge going into into next week as well. So it's it is an interesting one when you talk about momentum in terms of where that sits. But as I said, for me, I just don't want I don't want Ben rothersberger to have to face Miles My- Garrett you know in the first week of the playoffs i <laughs> particularly you know coming back from that injury this season and having fatigue
0: but Let, let's go off that who do you who do we uh who do we want to verse uh in the playoffs who, who's your who's your pick
2: Ooh, i'm one of those fans that just would like to see us knock the browns out this week and the ravens next week you know and oh, i think wow. that we do have the ravens i actually think we've got the ravens measure there um yeah. so Part of me is just like, I really want to see this. I want to see them take out the Ravens in the first week of the playoffs. The team that I don't want them to play, although that slightly changed with hearing Ryan Fitzpatrick was out. I think the Miami dolphins, you don't know who you're going to get when they rock up to play. I don't think you want to play the Colts either. I think the Colts would come in, come in with a bit if they do were to make it, I think they come in with a bit more fire going into that Steelers game as well. So, I just, I don't mind who we play because I think the Steelers are going to show up and win. I think that the Steelers are mean business. They know this is a special year, but Miami and the Ray, like Miami is one that I would like to avoid, as with the Colts, but we've got to see who's going to, who's going to actually make it in as well. How about you?
0: Well, well, we've seen, we've already seen a couple of teams like the Colts and Ravens and Browns. I like your scenario. I like we beat the Browns, beat the Ravens. Um, It would be interesting to see how we would play Miami with Tua. Because um, we don't know what they're like and what they, how their team's going, so that would be yeah, kind of similar. But I'm the same. I think Steelers at home they can they can beat anyone, and if this team's on a bit of a roll and a bit more confident and and can get that running game going, I think we've got a chance. With TJ in our defense helps us out tremendously, and if we can just at least show up on offense and not turn the ball over, it's a game either way. Um, but the Browns making it will be more fired up. But I think we can still win this first game. And I think we would be very, 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 very disappointed if we didn't win the first game. Um, I wouldn't know what what to do for the next month. I'm actually, I'm growing the playoff beard, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm wanting this playoff beard till February seventh. So I'm you know I'm getting that out there. Uh, it's yeah, we it doesn't matter who we're versus, Maddie, we're just gonna yeah. win.
2: Well, that's it. But it doesn't, and I think you saw that as well with this week. The, the Steelers don't mind about what seed they are. And it's a different year. It's not a year where you have to worry necessarily about, you know, there's massive home field advantage. The advantage isn't having necessarily fans in the stands this year. The advantage, I mean, of course, any fans is better than no fans. But the advantage is not having to travel. Equally, though, when you look at a team like the Steelers, when you've got a long-time or long-term head coach, you've got a long-term quarterback and veteran quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger, you've got a bunch of, you know, experienced players, you know, on this offense and defense you don't you know you can you can have a bit of confidence in them being able to go to an opposition's st- you know home ground and actually win win out that game so that's why i think we've sort of seen some of these players pulled out apart from covid-19 lists and injuries and what have you you've seen a bit of confidence there from the steelers about it it's not so much about the seed it's it's about making sure we've got the right players and being you know them being in the right frame of mind both body wise and you know spirit as well
0: most definitely let's win <laughs> that's
2: it. <laughs> oh, you say it straight. You say it simply. But is there a – I've got a – for me, there's more a player that I think not being in the game is going to have a big difference. Who do you think, Steelers or Browns – you know, we talked a bit about Baker. We've talked a bit about Mason. Who's the player that Steelers or Browns fans might not be thinking about that's going to make the difference this week to the result? So
0: a guy who's playing who's going to make like a, yeah. a fringe guy. Oh, don't want
1: to be a fringe guy. Come here, any guy.
0: Um, I, I you know what I'm gonna go with. It. I'd like to see like 99 Mondo just turn up. Is that a know Just just someone like remember. that that kind of guy get like a pick or like a two sack game. You're like, whoa, like what what's going on? Um, whoever fills in for for Terrell Edmonds. Um, I can't pronounce. Is it is it Pierre the corner, the cornerback? James Pierre. Does he play safe? No, he doesn't play safety. Does he? He no, plays, plays
2: cornerback. Yeah. He's, he's cornerback.
0: Uh, it's Brooks, isn't it? The rookie. Antoine stadium. Jr., yep. Yeah, put him in there and if he gets two picks. Like some guy like that, he's been playing, you know, you've played sport, and I, I played a bit of tennis. And when you when you're so amped up and you never got to play the game, you're you're a bit dirty on yourself. So these players have been practicing all year. If they go out and, and pick off Baker, um, which is gonna be one of my one of my punts, like how how awesome would that be to see?
2: Well, that's like it. Brooks, I mean Brooks getting one. Well, the live chat saying Let's see Justin Lane turn up after his poor showing a few weeks back. Let's see Sean Davis. I mean, Sean Davis. Yeah, he's been a he's a serviceable backup. We've not really seen him take too many snaps this year. For me, the Browns not having Denzel Ward in the backfield um, and. Sinjeho, I think you pronounce his name right. He's out as well. I believe they've just activated in the last day, Kyle Joseph back at safety, but not having Denzel Ward, you know, he's got two interceptions on the season. He's got 18 pass defences, a forced fumble. He's got 46 tackles. When quarterbacks targeting him, they only get just, you know, they're only able to complete about 56% of passes. He was going to make a massive difference in the backfield if Mason was going to throw it. So him being out for me, you know, Creates an opportunity with where they are in their secondary as well. So I'm keen to see can the Steelers actually take advantage of No Denzel Ward this week on those deep balls.
0: If we still have Clay, uh, Washington we still have some good receivers, and they, you know, I'm not too sure if they're going to bench a few of those guys. You got still need some rhythm with Juju and stuff. They might play him in different packages, and Ebron being out, like, will will we use um, say uh T E McDonald? He's got no catches this year. Well, he has to come into the game a little bit.
2: Well, as Porton is saying in the live chat, you know, um, from the YouTube live chat for the Facebook guys out there and for the audio listeners, you know, Ray Ray, is it, are we going to see Ray Ray get a few more snaps? You know, can Ray Ray do something with the right ball? You know, Anthony McFarlane's another one, you know. And when we talk about Mason and Washington as well, that deep ball's really, really, it's going to be really, really interesting, you know. But <laughs> yeah, there's one particular comment there. But, but the thing is, it's the deep ball, you know, it might be just be the middle, it might be the middle part of the field that, that Mason's able to throw to. But we don't know what the we don't know what the Browns are going to show up with because the Browns are going to want to pressure Mason Rudolph. They are going to want to make Mason Rudolph feel really intimidated and really vulnerable, like he's going to get beat like he did last year. There's going to be a similar situation. They want to mess with his mind. They're going to be absolutely blitzing. So, hey, if they can get past over that, that defensive line, who knows what we're going to be doing downfield. Or we might just be getting sacked in the sackled in the backfield ball game. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> nah, Mason
0: Mason's gonna Mason might get sackled this week. It's all good. They they they're gonna protect him.
2: Yeah. Well, what he's hoping, he's hoping Dotson stands up. He's hoping, you know, Hassenhauer, DeCastro, Cheeks of filling a Waiver if he if he's definitely in. But look, we're getting toward the latter part of the show. Now, for all the audio listeners out there, this is one you're used to. We will, of course, always give our bold predictions, but we in Australia, because one of the slang words for a bold prediction or a big bet is a punt. So, yes, while a punt is something that you kick the ball with, then a punt is also a ferry that you can um, go across two pits of land in terms of go across the water with and carry your car or your truck on. As well, we call that down here a punt. But a punt is a big bet. So each week we give our punts of the week. That's not a throw out to Jordan Berry. It's just that big bet. Mark, what's that punt of the week for you this week? What's that bold prediction that you want to make?
0: Well, I got it last week. I think if we still keep with the stands, we want to be off, a bit off Australia, but uh, uh, I'm going to go Baker. Just blunders this game, and he throws three interceptions. I, I think he throws one early. He throws. He just keeps throwing them. I, I think somehow we get it done, and he makes it hard for himself. Yeah, he's he's going to throw the ball to the black and gold. And it's going to be three, and then then the whole offseason is going to be Ken Baker be the uh, Cleveland Browns quarterback. You know, like well, you've got that big list on the on the back of the jersey. Might as well make another one. Uh, bring up Tebow or someone. I don't know, but yeah, look, it's all the pressure is on him, and our defenses guys know that, and they should play um, in, in, into his into his arms and, and know where the ball's going to go and pick him off. Let's do it. Three of them.
2: Three. So three picks of Baker Mayfield. Do you yep. have any tip on who's going to necessarily make those picks?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Let's do uh, Brooks at the backfield. Okay. Sean, Sean Davis, if he plays in there, in there as well. Um, and who else would be playing on the – and Mike Hilton. We'll give, we'll give another cornerback the one there.
2: Nice.
0: Yeah, so two nice. safeties and Mike Hilton.
2: All right. I'm going to go Alex Highsmith. Three tackles for a loss. One sack. I think he's going to get that sack. He's going to get Baker
0: Mayfield.
2: <laughs> one sackle. <laughs> one sackle. One <laughs> sackle. But look, oh,
0: that's
2: awesome. is there anyone in the live? If there anyone in the live chat's got a p- bold prediction as well, it's going to yeah.
0: be. Any questions? Let's just get like no, it's our first show. Yeah, we'll we'll a November, questions. Let's just do any questions about the Steelers. Um, we'll do our best. Um, anything throw out there? Just me just put up. If I can grab this one again. Yeah, grab that one. Whoopsie, uh, uh, whoopsie, doopsie.
2: But I want to bring that one up after just me. Actually, okay. Uh,
0: just me says two dollars. Thanks for the, the two dollars, just me, which is about I think about two hundred dollars in Australia. Um, no, it's not that bad at the
2: moment, Mark. It's <laughs> one dollar by seventy-seven US cents. So a couple of months That's ago, cool. it was about sixty-two US cents. Yeah,
0: so what was about uh, thirty-one cents? It felt like. Um, <laughs> yeah. so she says, uh, "Thanks, guys. Great show. We appreciate that. This is this is like this is so much fun." Uh to be honest. Uh how do I don't get uh here we go? Just me's gone. Do you want uh, Dave up here?
2: Yeah, I want to bring Javes up. So there's been a bit a couple Oops, of live chat sorry. Uh, wrong on there. Um <laughs> Wrong one there, misclick, um, mispass. But Dave Schofield brings one up. So there's been a couple of chats that sort of say Mason can't throw deep. You know, Mason did throw deep in college under the air raid offense, and there's an article about that that I've put up there on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Go have a look at that. It's a long read. Um but, you know, Mason came in last year and threw a 29-yard TD. You know, he's got a long he's got a long pass, I think, if you look, go back to his stats, of about 73, 74 yards. So, you know, he can throw it deep. But equally, the wide receivers have got to create separation. And we've seen that a lot more this year than we did last year as well. Question from Port Noquemba, Was Jordan Maialata better on the Rabbitohs or the Eagles? Well, oh. he didn't play – he didn't actually play um, – for the sort of the pro team. When we talk about the Rabbitohs, he played for their sort of feeder leagues. So as if like sort of, it's a bit of a different structure here, but he sort of played as if college ball for them. Um, I mean, he's done tremendously for the Eagles of where he's come from. I think o line's probably one of the hardest positions apart from the secondary in terms of translating those, those skills from rugby into, into the NFL. So um, yeah, I think he's, he's doing quite well this year. He showed up. It'll be, I like any player, though, it'll come down to the next couple of years to see what he can actually do. Um,
0: Nobody so, likes the Rabbitohs. No one.
2: No, especially not Mark and I. They're they're one of the uh, <laughs> they're one of the um, they're one know. of the sort of rival they're, teams throughout our.
0: Team. They like the Bengals. Oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh.
2: So awesome! We've got a bold prediction in here from Jermaine Jackson. Mason throws for three hundred yeah. yeah. and twenty-five yards and three TDs. Wow, okay. That's gonna be uh that's gonna be a big performance if you can do that. I wonder how many people will um be thinking he's the heir apparent after that one. Bring up Carl Schofield. Good show, blokes. Don't forget Carl, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, oh. we'll need some more some super chats if we're gonna if we're gonna do that's that. That's
0: awesome. That one. On your guy, that's a great
2: one. He's a great guy, Carl. We saw him on the Scobro show the other day. He's a
0: funny man. He's he's a he's funny a man.
2: funny
0: bloke.
2: He's a funny bloke. Um, he's a mate, as we would say, down under. What else we've got? We've got Mason, 286 yards and three TDs. Wow, people think Mason's gonna really take this, they take this Brown secondary to the dust. Oh, here's a good yeah. question for you, Mark. What position do you think the Steelers will take with the first round pick? Now remember, we've got a lot of shows between now and the draft draft. So right.
0: So I'm not a, not really a draft guy, but I do love it. I love it. it's one of my well, the third best day of the year for the NFL. But I, they'll probably take someone on the O line. Um, those yeah. guys are all they're they're high price guys. They, they they the Steelers have a history of doing that in the first round. So nah, everyone wants a running back and that Nahid Harris bloke. But I think they take someone on the O line and and then you know build some depth there if the cash goes leaves next year. So somebody like that it'd be good to get like I don't they're not going to get quarterback. Uh, Big Ben. We don't know what's gonna happen with him, but yeah, they they got to go some depth players for sure.
2: Yeah, nice. I think there's a lot of good secondary players, um, and a couple of really good cornerbacks that if they start falling down the list, I'd like to see them go after one of them just personally. But um. But, you know, equally there could be someone on the D-line that would usually be taken in the top 10 to 15 picks that might fall as well there. I know there's a lot of value in the second, third, and fourth round potentially there. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Well, this bold prediction, um, we'll start to wrap these up, but the Steelers will have at least half the rushing yards as the Browns. Well, look, I mean, the way the Cleveland Browns have been going lately in terms of their rush, I think that would be an awesome day out for the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers' run game. I hope that one comes off. I'm I'm with jade elite there so we're gonna have 100
0: 150 yards uh, you know but then oh yeah that's that's a a crazy one to think about because you want it to happen but you kind of don't because then they'll be winning
2: well yeah (laughs) uh, and i look at that but i look at that against when we go back to that second game against the ravens i think the steelers let i think the steelers let the browns um the ravens run up like 230 ish yards against them so and we still won that game i you know, if we sell out to the run to, and we still win the game, does it does it really matter? Because at the end of the day, running you're using the clock. So as long as you can stay that score line ahead or make stops in the um, in your side of the field in, in toward that red zone, you know you can you can still you know ink out a win there. Awesome. Wow, Donald Nolan, Jalen Samuels oh, yeah. gets a receiving today.
0: I, yeah, they have to use him. They got to use him more in this in this passing game.
2: Well, that's something that you predicted about mid-season. I remember week, one of our podcasts. Week three. Week
0: three it was. <laughs> week three and it just didn't go anywhere. Um, um, he has to get involved in somehow in this offense because he is uh, he's, he's a good – he can be a good back when he gets in rhythm and he, he's a good – check down Charlie. He'll, you know, he, he can move the ball and he can catch like Connor. He's, he's pretty good.
2: Well, and that's the other thing too. Like it's – it's situation with Jalen Samuels where Mason Rudolph did throw to him a little bit out of that backfield last year. So I think there's probably a bit of comfortability there. Um, Equally, whilst Connor at the moment, I think, suiting up for the game, whether he actually plays a lot of snaps, I, I, would, I would think you're going to see a bit more Jalen Samuels, particularly – And this is one Steelers fans can remember as well. If Eric Ebron is out, Jalen Samuels has some experience with Matt Canada from the college days. And Jalen Samuels played very much of an H-back role. So you actually might find that you see a few passes to Jalen Samuels short and even a little bit in the middle, depending on what the Steelers' offensive um, sort of makeup is with tight ends and wide receivers and the running backs and what have you. We've got another super chat here, you know, before we wrap it up, and that's from Snowman. How did you guys become Steeler fans? <laughs> We've had this on a couple of times. Great show, gentlemen. Hashtag Pay Kyle. So Pay Kyle's getting a bit of love there. Yeah. Mark. Hashtag Pay Kyle. Hashtag pay Kyle. Uh, Mark. Do quickly. How'd you become a Steeler yeah. fan?
0: I just feel it short and sweet, guys. So I love the NFL. I was watching. Uh, remember the Titans in two thousand. All the great movies came out, and I need. I need. I just love the idea of it. The NFL. It's awesome. Uh, I had to choose a team, and I started playing Madden. and I chose the Steelers based on just the colors. And I started to watch uh, Tommy Maddox, Dan Creta, um, those Plexico Burris, those kind of guys. I'm, oh, this is a good team. And I stuck with them. And then I'm fortunate enough to have Big Ben throughout the duration, but pretty much came down to the colors. And I'm glad I didn't choose orange or the Browns color because they would be a terrible team. Well, they are a ter- terrible team. And I love the Steelers. What about you, Maddie, before we wrap it up?
2: Yeah, very quickly, uh, my mom went over to the US in the early 2000s, got me a Darren Sproles jersey because she was in Cali. That opened me up to what that, what the NFL was. And I had a, one of my good mates at the time had Madden, it was 02 or 04, we used to play that all the time. So that got my, opened my eyes to the NFL and then very much when I started to pick this team, pick a team that I wanted to support, Steele's reminded me of the NRL team that Mark and I go for the Manly Seagulls go the Manly Seagulls similar years that they won the what they call premierships or Super Bowls hard defense good character you know really work work hard sort of culture good culture um, and love the black and the gold so that sort of led me to being a Steelers fan and just a couple last ones as well you know uh, yes, Devin Bush will be coming back next year. He's just on the ACL, but he's still on that rookie deal. So really good to have him back. He'll make a big difference next year. Mason might surprise. Does he back, go back and fight and get rhythms? You know, black and cold, best choice out there. That's it. We've got Yef KC who's back. I think he was here in the Scobro show as well. So shout out, you know, you hey, guys. are. In- it,
0: could, it, it could be AFC uh, Championship game. And so far, uh, Jeff's been a good mate on this live chat. we had a few blow-ins, but uh, Jeff's been all right. So yeah, look, it could be AFC uh, Championship game. Well, I hope that. I want to see that.
2: That's it. But look, Steeler fans, that wraps up our first live YouTube and Facebook show. Audio audio listeners, thanks for joining us again, your loyal listeners as well. We look forward to joining you next week when hopefully the Steelers have slammed that playoff door shut on the Cleveland Browns for the 19th year. Steelers go into that playoff, the first playoff game. First playoff game since a couple of years. Big one to get right as we march on toward that seventh Super Bowl. Go,
1: Steelers.